My name is G uh, Juliana Schultz. I'm a director of Christian education, and I <laughs> uh, serve on the youth ministry office. Uh, I serve as the program manager for Lutheran Young Adult Corps. Does anybody know who Lutheran Young Adult Corps is? Lutheran Young Adult Corps. Oh. All right. So, uh, but that's uh, primarily what I do. It's what I do now. Uh, and honestly, not necessarily something that I expected to be doing. Uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, my mom's also a director of Christian education, which means that I did not want to be a DCE. <laughs> um, that was going to be uh, a very hard pass for me. I had all sorts of other ideas, but uh, the reality was that as I kind of entered my junior and senior year, how many of you are juniors or seniors? Okay, kind of getting into that spot where people start, at, what's the most common question seniors get asked? What are you, you going to do next year? What are you gonna, <laughs> so where are you going to college? Do you know what you're going to major in? You start getting all of these questions. And, and I would get all of those questions. And uh, those questions, maybe like you, uh, made me nervous. They made me sweaty. I was like, I don't, I don't know what to answer. I visited uh, between eight and ten colleges. <laughs> I applied to even more than that. I changed my major like every week. Could not decide uh, what the plan was. Um, but I always felt like I had to take this very traditional route. There was a, like one direction uh, that I could head. Um, and ended up kind of at the very last minute changing my, uh, my major, the university I went to. Um, and that really set me on a path that ended me up here doing something that I really love. And so I'm hoping that if you guys came here, you're looking for a chance to think about and to study and to, to contemplate um, what it might mean when uh, the plan, as it were, uh, changes or when it blows up, uh, when what you want is closed off to you, or what you thought you wanted suddenly isn't what you wanted anymore, or when you look at the path path that's put out for you by somebody else, that you suddenly kind of go, that's not really where I want to head, and I'm going to try and think about something differently. So the question I had when I started this was, who designed this plan? Right? So if you think about, I'm going to go to high school, and then I'm going to do what? What's the next step? College. And I'm going to get a four-year bachelor's degree, and then I'm going to, I'm going to get a full-time job, right? And I'm, right? We can all kind of, in our heads, think about what we think the plan is. And um, maybe that's great. Maybe that is your plan. Maybe that, uh, maybe that was your plan, right? Uh, maybe, how many of you guys think uh, your parents kind of push that plan a little bit? Yeah? Okay. How about maybe your school pushes that plan a little bit? <laughs> a lot more of those, right? School pushes that plan a little bit. Uh, you guys have friends? Other adults, maybe? Maybe it's just a cultural expectation. It's what everybody does in the movies. It's what everybody does in the TV uh, that we want to do. Um. And it can seem like if you, um, if you don't take that plan, like if you don't follow that, uh, then uh, you are somehow a failure, right? 
Um, and whether you've chosen to step off that path, whether you've chosen to move away from that plan, or whether that plan was closed off to you, um, that can be um, a moment where you can feel a lot of grief, a lot of frustration, a lot of failure. Um, how many of you guys feel like you've had to make a lot of important decisions at pretty young ages? I would say this is really true. One of the things that's true about Generation Z is that often you guys are expected to make important life choices like what is the sport that I'm going to be good at or the activity that I'm going to spend my time at or what is my major, what kind of direction am I headed a lot earlier than maybe we did um, in older generations. But we know that God has made you unique, right? He's made each of you unique. Uh, and he wants you to use your gifts and skills to love other people in Jesus' name. Let's think, we're going to go to the Psalms here. So if you guys have your Bibles, if you have your gathering Bibles, or if you have your, uh, if you have a phone with a Bible, we're going to go into the Psalms. We're looking at Psalm 147, verses 3 and 4. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the numbers of the stars, and he gives to all of them their names. This was a, uh, a verse that I clung to in that time when I was trying to figure out what that path was for me, what the, what the plan was for me. And part of that reason was, was twofold. One is that every time what I thought I wanted to do didn't work out, I was sad, I was frustrated, I was angry, I was mad that I couldn't put a name to the thing that I was going to do, just like all my friends. Everybody else seemed to be able to say, I'm going to go to this university, I'm going to study this, I know what I want to do, and I couldn't, and that made me angry and frustrated. Um, or every time I changed my mind and my parents got frustrated with me, uh, I, that brokenheartedness. And I know, as we talked about last night in the mass event, God knows that brokenheartedness and he heals it. But maybe more importantly, God numbers the stars and he gives them each their name, right? And this idea that each one of you is known by our real present God. Each one of you is created by our real present God, and he names you, he knows you, he knows what he's given you, and he has um, this, um, he is really present with you in those moments of good and bad, but he sees you and knows you, and uh, he walks with you through these things. So we're going to talk a little bit about vocation. How many of you guys have heard the word vocation used and thrown around in church. Okay, so you guys got a little bit, hopefully you talked about it in confirmation, right? Vocation is this term that literally means calling, right? Um, and it's a, a term that Luther kind of changed um, our concept of in the Reformation, right? So it used to be that when we talked about vocation in the church, we talked exclusively about people who were called into professional church work. Luther said that's not necessarily the case. Every Christian has a vocation. Every Christian has a, um, a set of, of places and, and roles in which they live out their faith, right? So every Christian's called to that unique role or task uh, that God uses to share his gospel and to care for his creation and to, uh, to move his plan forward. 
Now, these are usually fit into a couple of categories. So church, right? So what is my role, my responsibility, my, my place as a member of a congregation or as a, member, a leader in that congregation? What are my roles in my home? And Luther would classify also your work there. So if, you're, if you have a job or if you are an athlete or if you are in a school, right? All of those settings that would be classified as a vocation there, right? And then community. So who am I to like the larger community, right? And then um, I love this, this uh, idea of like, who am I just to the neighbors and the people around me? Right, we call that the act of Christian love. Like, how am I in my roles to other people around me who maybe aren't tied to me in other ways? So I'll give you a couple of examples to help you kind of firm up this idea. Right? So um, I am um, a member of my congregation um, where I um, help uh, sometimes with the music. I'm a drummer. Um, and then I'm also a sister, and I'm a daughter, and um, I am a staff member at the YMO office. I'm a neighbor to my next-door neighbor, especially to the five-year-old next-door neighbor who loves to play in my yard, right? And I am um, somebody to the people here in Minneapolis as a part of my vocation and living that out as a Christian. So here's what I want you guys to do. Uh, but look at somebody next to you and list off a couple of those vocations that are your vocations. What kind of vocational roles do you have? So here's the reality. Regardless of what the plan is for you, regardless of what step you take next and the one after that and the one after that, are you still going to be somebody who has a vocation? Yes. You absolutely are. You are still going to be a person who has a vocation. And some of those vocations will never change, right? Right? I will hopefully, I mean, I, I will um, I always be a member of a congregation, right? Hopefully I'm somebody who volunteers at that congregation. I'm always going to be a member of my community, right? And in those vocations, we live out, um, we are God's hands and feet in the world, so whether I go to college or whether I go into the military or whether I go to work or whether I um, do something completely different, whether I um, play Xbox and live in somebody's basement, right? <laughs> you are still have a vocation. You have a calling. You have uh, a role that God has given you to be his hands and feet in the world, Right? No matter what your plan is, you are always going to have a vocation. So what happens if you're trying to make a different plan? We're making um, a, a plan that's, uh, that's maybe a little different, or maybe you're just trying to decide if the path that's in front of you is the right one, right? There are a couple of questions, I would say kind of some key questions, not all, this isn't all the questions, but a, a couple of key questions that you can ask. The first one is, how has God gifted me, right? What are the things that God has given me, skills that I have, experiences that I have, things that I know how to do, the ways that God has um, given me um, or to be able to serve him, right? So what are some gifts and skills you guys have in this room? Anybody an athlete? Right? It's a gifted skill. How about how many musicians are there in the room? 
right? How many of you um, are, are extroverts who like to talk to people? Right, there you go. How many of you have taken um, algebra? Right? <laughs> okay. How many of you liked algebra? Maybe, maybe a better question. Maybe you all survived it. So thinking about the ways that God's gifted you. So this was a key question for me when I was trying to decide whether I was going to be a DCE or not, right? Was, was how had God gifted me? I had this ability I liked to teach. Um, I liked to plan things. I liked to be organized. I liked to set things up. I was a pretty good communicator. Um, those were all things that pointed me towards DCE ministry. So then, okay, think about all the gifts that God's given me. Where can I best use those gifts to share the gospel? So where's the best place that I can use them? Now, I made an example earlier. Somebody who plays Xbox in the basement, right? They have a vocation, but is maybe the answer to that question, is this how I can best use my gifts to share the gospel? Is this the best way that I can do that, right? Is there a, and, and yes, there's always gonna be potential better ways Right? But is this, of, of the opportunities I have in front of me, is this the best way that I can use to share those gifts, um, to use those gifts to share the gospel? And then I think the third question is, how have the people around you affirmed that vocation? Right? So um, sometimes I think I would be a really good FBI agent. Right? Like I have some gifts and skills. I thought about it for a while. Right? And as I thought about that, um, I talked to people about it. Everybody around me was like, no, right? And I'm not just talking about like strangers. I'm talking about people who I love, who loved me, who have my best interest in heart. And they're like, mm, no, Schultz, that is a bad idea, right? I'm not saying let other people make your decisions for you, but think about and listen to your parents, other trusted adults, other people who God's put in your life, trusted Christian adults who can help you to think through um, if you are, how you're gifted and how you can use those gifts to share the gospel. Um, and some of the best things that God does comes from totally changing someone's direction, right? Like I had a, well, I really didn't have a plan until the very last minute and I made this total 180 when I decided to become a DCE, right? And uh, that's been the most amazing gift uh, that God's given to me is, is changing that direction completely. And know that you'll be a blessing wherever you go. I think part of the pressure that we have in these spots is that we expect that God is going to have one single path in front of us. And if we fo don't follow that, if we deviate in any way, um, that we're somehow going to fail or that's not what God wanted or it's not what God planned. Right? That's not how this works. There isn't just one path in front of you. Uh, there's lots of, of paths in front of you. And we have a God who's going to go with you wherever you go. Right? So whether I go to the right or to the left, God's going to go with me. He's going to help use me in whatever vocation I'm in to share his gospel and to care for his creation. Right? Um, God's will is done um, in our... Uh, so when we talk about God's will, like what does God want for us, right? If you go to your catechism and it says like, yeah, Luther says, what is God's will, right? God's will is that God's name be kept holy, 
that his kingdom come, that is that his words are taught correctly and that sinners are brought to faith in Christ and lead godly lives. All right, so how would we say that today, right? God's will is that uh, we would know who he is and that we would share the gospel with others and that we would teach them and that, that we would live lives that reflect who God is and what he's done for us, right? And everything else, everything else in that is, is God's will, right? So if you're like, I don't know if I want to study English or if I want to go teach ESL abroad in China, right? I can think about my gifts. I think about what my vocations are. But at the end of the day, when I go to make that decision, God is going to be with me wherever I go, right? God is going to be with me wherever I go. Um, and if I'm sharing his gospel, if I'm doing the things he's called me to, if I'm living uh, as a forgiven child of God, um, then I'm doing God's will, right? Whether I go to the right or to the left, whether I go to the military, whether I go to community college, whether I go into full-time service, right? All of those directions, God is going to be with you um, wherever you go, um, and he is going to um, work in and through you. All right, so how many of you have thought about doing something other than college when you get out of high school? I'm assuming you all should probably finish high school. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, a couple of you guys have, right? What, what else would you think about doing? So maybe it's full-time service, right? Maybe it's mission work. Maybe it's going to work, right? Maybe it's not necessarily college. Maybe it's a trade school. We have this huge deficit of people going into trade school right now, right? The world needs good electricians for sure, right? Like... <laughs> I can tell you as a homeowner, I need good plumbers because I did not learn to do that in, in DCE school, right? Um, there's plenty of, of different options. Um, one of those options uh, is Lutheran Young Adult Corps. You guys mentioned, I mentioned this earlier. This is the program that I run. Um, Lutheran Young Adult Corps is an opportunity for young adults 18 to 26 to serve full-time in urban settings. So what does that mean? Um, so a young person would apply to our program. We would get to know you. And just like we just talked about, we'd learn about your skills and your gifts, um, what vocational roles have you filled before, what your experience is. And then we partner you up with a congregation or a community organization, a Lutheran community organization, mostly in urban areas. So we've been in Boston, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Detroit, St. Louis, and Milwaukee. Okay? Um, and we partner you with a placement that's full-time, right? So it's like... It's kind of like going to work for them, right? But you're not a staff member, you're a volunteer. So you're a full-time volunteer with them for either 10 weeks in the summer or 10 months through a school year, right? So you could get out of, out of high school, right? About a third of our participants leave high school and come and serve with us for either 10 months or up to a year. Uh, and they do a number of different things. So some of our placements are working with uh, young children, and some of them are working with a uh, population of homeless people or people who struggle with homelessness, uh, with populations of immigrants and refugees. We have had people who work for, one of my favorites is uh, we have some people who worked for the Seafarers Mission, which is an organization uh, that reaches out to the staff people of cruise boats. 
right? You didn't think about that, but they're definitely a population that is, uh, is a bit of a struggle um, and has its own unique things that it needs um, a connection, um, both services and um, to hear the gospel. So we have lots of different opportunities, technical ones as well, um, and we partner you up. And then when you do this, you live in a house together. So you serve with other participants. Um, right now we have four young people living uh, in, a, in a house that's a parsonage and a church in St. Louis, right? And they all serve at different places, but they all come together. Um, and they have a chance to cook together and have fun together and explore the city together. Um, and it's that great support. And we also have other supports that happen. So we have um, people on the ground who care for you, um, who mentor you. We have supervisors and your placements who are going to help you. And a lot of our participants come because they don't know what it is they want to do, right? They want to think about something different. And so they come and we spend some time with them really digging into how they're gifted and skilled, what they want to do, what their vocations are, and what path they want to follow. This is a quote from uh, one of our participants. She says, each day is a new adventure and an opportunity to share the love and mercy of Christ with our neighbor and be renewed in his love for us. So you heard me say maybe last night maybe that we've had uh, 33 participants. They've served a total of over 35,000 hours. And that's been a huge blessing to a lot of our urban partners. Um, it's been a really uh, a huge thing for them to be able to have a consistent volunteer base that can come and help them try new things, to explore new opportunities. Um, and it's a great opportunity for our young people then to get to be self-starters, try new programs, get to try new things out. Um, and really, it's a great win-win for everybody. So if you are a senior, you graduated, and you're like, I really don't know what I'm doing next. I'm, I'm totally lost. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Um, I uh, would encourage you to, to think about whether that's full-time service with us in Lutheran Young Adult Corps. I'd love to talk to you more about that. Or if you're a freshman and you're still not totally sure what that is going to be, um, I'm happy to, uh, to talk to you more about what that might look like in the future. I know half an hour is a really short amount of time and we covered a lot of ground, but um, I hope that you heard at least a little something in there that was interesting to you, that was helpful to you. Um, but before you guys go, can I pray for you? Heavenly Father, Lord, our real present God, uh, we thank you that you are really present uh, with us, that you uh, walk with us even when we struggle with what it means uh, when the things in front of us and our plans blow up, Lord. Uh, we thank you that you have given us our vocations and our baptisms, that you have given us gifts and abilities that we can go out and serve you. Lord, give us peace, give us comfort, give us uh, hope that um, as we serve you and as we share the gospel, we are uh, living lives that are reflective of you, that uh, we ask that you with all the young people in this room, Lord, we know that they are so gifted um, and they are so loved, and we ask that you uh, be with them as they think through what their future is, that they may go out and share the good news of Jesus with so many. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.